When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We've been taking calls all day, basically, on all morning on John Moran. Take a pause. Talk some NFL football, shall we? Uh, yes, you can still call in, 888-SAY-ESPN. Yes, we will talk more job before the end of this program. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. But right now we are joined by the man himself, ESPN NFL analyst, former Jets and Chiefs head coach, the great Herm Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. Morning, coach. Good morning, man. You guys have been going at it. I've I've been sitting here listening. It's been very interesting (laughs) conversation, to say the least. Would you like to weigh in on that topic, coach? I I, I, I will say what I've learned a long time ago, um, and and hopefully everybody will understand it, take it the right way. Uh, It's hard to walk in someone else's shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, no matter how we talk about um, the situation in life, anyone's life, uh, it's very difficult to walk in other people's shoes. I, I know that for a fact, and so that that's that's kind of where it sits with me. You know, when you when you break it all down, and we everyone has an answer, everyone can problem solve, everyone got all the suggestions. Hard to walk in somebody else's shoes. Sometimes everyone, sometimes you think you have the same size. But maybe the width is not the same, you know? It's just it's kind of interesting. Coach, um, on to football. Yes. Jeremy Fowler believes that Derek Carr is leaning toward the Jets. Mm. I've always loved that idea for the Jets. You don't have to go up draft picks. He won't cost you as much as Rodgers or someone like Lamar Jackson if he's available. And the Jets need a veteran quarterback now, not yes. two years from now. They obviously are not very good at drafting and developing <laughs> that guy, right? So I love that fit. What do you think? Go ahead. So what do you think, Coach? Why are we not talking about Jimmy Garoppolo going to Agreed. what I say, Max? To me, that would Agreed. be a better fit in this sense. Head coach knows who he is. He, he's not a turnover machine for the most part. Now, he's made some bad decisions at times, but he's played in a lot of big games in his career. Remember that. Carr, not so much in playoffs, Right. Uh, All Jimmy but, G does is win. Then uh, you know, and they got tired of it, because he couldn't win the big game. But he's been around the head coach. Um, he can play in an offense where he's not a quarterback that needs to throw it thirty or forty times. Uh, he can manage a football game for you. Um, he's got some leadership qualities, and he's big. He's he's been in big situations. He's played in a lot of big football games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. You know, Cars might, might maybe has a little bit more talent, maybe throwing the ball down the field. But when you think about a quarterback in New York with a young football team, he's been around that. He's <laughs> he's kind of like, and no one's mentioning this guy. It's like, did he did he fall off the map? Did he retire? Yes. You know why they not mentioning him? Her? Why is that, babe? Because he's not good. 
That's why. Well, even the even the damn head coach of the Jets are not talking about him. You say, Herm, you say, why aren't we? Well, why Robert Sala ain't talking about him? Robert Sala is openly talking about Derek Carr. And yeah. So Derek if he like knows that. him, if he knows him, and he's relationships with Kyle Shanahan and our good friend Johnny Lynch, what? Uh, what's the difference, Herm? I, what's the I, difference I, between what? Jimmy G I, and Derek Carr? I, I, yeah. I, Thank you. I, I, I trust, I, you know, you, Keisha makes a great point. Silas was around him. But if Silas, you're around him, you know what? This guy played in a lot of big games for you guys. And so you're the defensive coordinator when he was there. You know him better than anybody. And then, well, then what are you doing? You waiting on Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is about to go back in the black room, guys. <laughs> so he, he's going back. Trust me. He's going to go back well, in there before he decides what to do. And then you got Derek Carr. Okay, I get that. But but Herm, I said this to Max last week because I mentioned Jimmy G, and we were talking about it. And I was like, I, I know everybody goes right to Derek Carr, but like, why, why all of a sudden are we talking about Derek Carr like he's Patrick Mahomes? And Derek Carr so much better than Jimmy G, uh, Jay. But 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 results. Results. he's better than Jimmy G. But did Jimmy G go to the Super Bowl? Come on, man. Yeah, but Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl based on what, though? Huh? With the running team the football, around him. And what's his team with the, the Jets going to be? Running the football and playing defense. He knows how to do that, though. What's the Jets going to be? Same the, thing. The divisional round, they took the ball out of his hands. Same the championship game, the championship game, they took the ball out of his hands. They went two games, they combined to let that dude throw nine times. I agree a thousand percent. But the question is, the guy has played in a lot of big games. He's a manager of the game. So why isn't the head coach who knows him? I don't know. Who Man. knows the other head coach that was his former boss, who knows the general manager that was his former boss, I, I, isn't signing up for a guy that he was there with. Well, I don't know that. Maybe maybe, maybe he's on the list and no one's saying anything. We don't know. We think we know. No, we don't. You, you're absolutely right. We don't right. know. I mean, we're, he might be just sitting there. Correct. He might just be sitting there going, hey, man, okay, y'all go ahead. But this is the guy I'm going to sign because I know this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, we, we might be. No one's saying anything about the guy. All of us, no team is talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I totally agree, Zero. Coach. And by the way, it might be smart to get out ahead of everybody. There's going to be competition for Derek oh, cool. Carr, Aaron Rodgers, if Lamar Jackson becomes available. When those guys come off the board, suddenly Jimmy G is going to be expensive. But some smart team right now might say, you know what? That's all we really need. And snap them up. Take them right off the market. I agree. Key, and you guys know this. Any quarterback going to the Jets is playing in the AFC. Okay. Well, you look at the AFC quarterbacks. That's a gauntlet of really good quarterbacks that you're going through. You ain't getting a better quarterback than the guy in Buffalo. You're not getting a better quarterback than the guy in Cincinnati, right? Herbert. I mean, there's a bunch of guys sitting over there in the AFC, a bunch of really good quarterbacks. Any guy on the market, maybe you say Aaron Rodgers is that guy. Okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers can deal with those guys. But there's a gauntlet of teams you're going to have to go through to win in the AFC. And Lamar Jackson, where's he going? Is he going to stay in the AFC? Hey, there's another guy. What should they, what should they do with him, though, Herm? Which, which they, one? Uh, Lamar. With Lamar. Oh, should they boy. give him the non-exclusive or the exclusive franchise tag? What should they do? Well, if, 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 me, if I was a head coach, mm-hmm. I'm not letting anybody bid on this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting anybody set the bar because – it sets a bad precedent in your locker room, Key. A very bad precedent. And you know this with the players. This is a star player. You built this whole team around this guy. And now 
you're willing to let some other teams bid on him and saying, you know what, if it's too much, you know what, we'll take the first, we'll take the two picks. And we'll go get, here we go, we'll go get Anthony Richardson. <laughs> right? That's who we'll go get. We'll go get that guy now and start all over with a young quarterback. That's much, basically how, what you're saying. How much say did you have in, in, in New York as well as in Kansas City when these type of issues came up with tags and money and contracts? How involved did you get it? Did you play the, oh, I'm not involved. It's for the no, upstairs people. <laughs> I, I would tell them what's best for the team as a, as a coach, the player. Now, when it came yeah. to the money, I stayed out of that. That's, that's on their plate. They get to deal with the money, a part of it. But it's interesting uh, with Lamar Jackson because when you let him go out there and you let somebody else bid on him, you're opening the can of worms. I'm just saying you're opening the can of worms because those, all those players are looking at that and going, this dude has been the star of this football team. And this is how they're going to treat him? Mm. Herm, what would you be willing to give, Lamar? Would you give him that 238, that 240 guaranteed? Like, if you were Miami and understanding your situation with Tua. Oh, if you're Miami? All in, right? Not even a doubt. (laughs) If you're Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So you're saying it's worth it for Baltimore. Now, the owners don't want that. Of course not. See, Cleveland went, the new owner, he kind of went, he, he kind of went on his own path, and these all owners are looking at this guy and say, why did you do that? The one thing we have never done in the National Football League, even when I was playing, we don't guarantee fully guaranteed contracts. That is not our deal. That's what, we don't do that here. And that's why Lamar and all of, and the players that are watching Lamar are hoping he can get a contract that's guaranteed because that's a new place for NFL players. So it's basically what they're showing the marketplace is, since your team is not going to give you that fully guaranteed deal, if you have an irreconcilable difference with the team and you decide to part ways, then you, you are treated essentially like a free agent and some other team will give you the fully guaranteed money. The, if the team that wasn't lucky enough to hit on a quarterback in the draft, right? Yeah. Isn't it happened to Deshaun, 230? Don't let Lamar Jackson go out and get 235 from someone fully guaranteed on day one because then what are they going to tell Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? And when they try to renegotiate with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, who because he's a second-round pick, there's no fifth-year option, right? It's going to be a whole new ball game. And the NFL doesn't want that. That is the one thing that the owners have done – They've stayed together on not guaranteeing contracts fully. That, that has been their deal. Behind closed doors, they say, whatever you do, <laughs> we can't do this. We don't want to go down that road of guaranteeing a player a, his full contract. Cleveland did it. And that has opened Pandora's box. Pandora's box, box indeed. Mm-hmm. That is the great Herm Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Coach. Thank All you, right, later. All right, brother. see you all a little later. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. John Morant's value to Memphis, value to the Grizzlies franchise, cannot be put in a number. There is an immense amount invested in John Morant because he is such a special player. And all of that is on the line. He has got to start to make good decisions. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by Mark Giannato, host of Giannato and Jeffrey, on 92.9 ESPN. Morning, Mark. What's up, Mark? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for Marky. coming Marky. What, is, uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? Like, what, what did you think when you first saw John Morant doing that Instagram live video when all eyes are on him for his off-court behavior and he had that kind of unforced error brandishing a gun that he put on his own IG? Yeah, I, was, I think my initial reaction was, what in the world is he thinking? Um, it was, uh, you know, among the, you know, you could explain away, you know, earlier in the week when that story came out from the Washington Post about, you know, some of the stuff that happened with him over the summer, you could maybe explain it away as, well, you know what, this stuff happened over a four day span in the summer. He, you know, gotten the, you know, alleged fight with a kid, with a 17 year old on his property over a pickup basketball game and he showed up at the mall uh, you know, when his mom got in a dispute and threatened, you know, allegedly threatened a security guard. Like, you could explain it away as, you know what, he addressed this. It happened in the summer. You know, you could say the Pacers thing. Well, those were that was his friend. He didn't really have anything to do with it. And so you were trying to kind of say, well, maybe he's addressed all this. And then when that video came out on Saturday morning, when you see it making the rounds on social media, you go, oh, he hasn't addressed this. Like, this is, this is still a problem. For him and it just all felt very self-inflicted in that you know it was his own instagram account like he did you know he did this to himself um and so i think you know here in memphis there's a you know there's a sense of frustration a sense of disappointment although i do think in the last 48 hours hearing what the grizzlies have said now that the grizzlies are finally you know sort of uh holding him accountable for all of this publicly and, to, you know, to see his statement, which was, you know, yeah, it was crafted by, a, you know, probably some PR professionals. But at the same time, a lot different tone than what we heard a few weeks ago, even when, you know, he was kind of defiant about all of this. Um, so I think there's some hope that, OK, finally, now this was the wake up call that he has to change some things in his life. Mark, you you you're on the ground in Memphis, right? You you're there. You see it every single day. Why? Why does this continue to keep happening to Ja? What is it? Who is it? Who's around him? What is it? It what is it that he's not getting through his thick skull? I I think it's a I think it's a you know it's the reality of a 23 year old 
I think people sometimes lose sight of this with Ja. He wasn't your typical – he's not your typical basketball star in that he was not, you know, some big-time recruit as a 16-year-old who had all this attention on him, you know, for years and years and years. Really, it's, you know, the end of his Murray State career and then now these last four years in the NBA. And I think he, you know, I think he did what probably, you know, I, I can't relate. You know, you, Keyshawn, and Jay can probably relate more than me, but – you know, I think he probably lost sight of himself a little bit as he got to be a superstar in the NBA. And, you know, I do think, you know, there needs to be some serious thought put into, you know, the people around him. You know, it's a lot of people from, you know, back home. And I don't think he, you know, I, I really hope this isn't a situation where he has to leave behind the people who, you know, helped him get here. But at the same time, I think there maybe needs to be some thought put into do we need to put some, you know, do I need to have someone in my life who's not completely beholden to me, you know, my, whose livelihood isn't completely beholden to me in the sense that, you know, maybe they can, you know, get through to him a little better. Um, but, again, I'm hopeful that finally now this this becoming so public and, you know, frankly so embarrassing for him um, will be the impetus for change because I ultimately think, you know, like – I. I kind of relate it to maybe like, you remember Justin Bieber when he went through his Uh like monkey phase and was getting into all this trouble like 10 years ago and people were like, Oh my gosh, what happened to Justin Bieber? And now, you know, looking back, he, you know, he got back on track and started making hits again. And, you know, that's what I'm hopeful for Ja that like five years from now, he's going to look back on this and go, man, I was really dumb when I was younger. Um, And, and, but most of us, hopefully, you know, he looks back and goes, maybe this was for the best that I, you know, went through this and nothing serious, serious happened. And I learned my lesson. That's what I'm hopeful of. Um, That's the tone he seems to have taken here, you know, since this incident happened Saturday. But, you know, actions are going to speak louder than words in this case. Mark, I I think he's going to figure out. I I just love how everybody has a strong take on what they would do if they were millionaires overnight and had the fame and just every decision was under a microscope, and I we're all on the same page about holding Ja accountable. But there is something about learning how to be that guy all the time, and what that guy and that responsibility comes along with. I I am curious on the basketball front because we, we we've spoken more about Ja and some of the issues off the court than we have about this team actually because they're not the same team they were from last year. Like their half court offense isn't the same. It's one of the worst half court offenses in the league. It doesn't feel like the same momentum is behind this team this year as opposed to last. Is that because of all the off-court stuff, or what do you think is lacking from this team? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that has been very interesting about this team, last year they were a pretty good fourth-quarter team in the regular season, and it was largely because of John Moran. He has not been, and the team has not been as effective. and They're like one of the worst fourth-quarter teams in the NBA this year. I mean, you saw it last night. I know it was without job, but... You know, they, you know, they lost a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter against the Clippers last night. Um, and so, you know, I don't know if the – because I do think that the guys in that locker room still love and respect Ja. Um, they're probably shaking their heads a little bit about all this, but I do think there is a um, love and respect for him. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's tarnished that in terms of the guys in the locker room. Um, but – you know, and they're not as deep as last year. You know, they made the decision to let Kyle Anderson go in free agency. They made the decision to trade DeAnthony Melton 
to get to move up in the draft and pick uh, David Roddy. And you know, the reality is when you're replacing two vets with with some, you know, and you're trying to do it with young guys, you know, sometimes that doesn't work out. And I don't think it's worked out as as well as as they hoped it would. Um, so I, I think they're not as deep this year. And I think, you know, frankly, the league has, I don't know if caught up to them is the right word, but they've figured out ways, you know, they go, you know what, if we can stop Ja, if we can load up on Ja, there's not, you know, a ton of depth around him at this point. And I think teams have sort of, especially the last couple months, taken advantage of that. Um, and so we'll see when they get to the playoffs, um, especially with all this stuff surrounding Ja, what version of Ja are we going to get? And and sort of are they going to be able to figure out, as you put it, the half-court stuff, especially in the fourth quarter. Mark Giannato, host Giannato, and Jeffrey, 92.9 ESPN. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. All right, Mark. Thank you, guys. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by... Matter? You know how long it's been since I talked to Ramona Shelburne? We used to see each other Ramona. every day out in L.A. What's up, Ramona? What's going on? How are you, Max? Oh, you got... Your voice is shot already. It's, too, it's a Monday, oh, Ramona. Yeah, no, what it happened? Was already, it was already bad, yeah. It was, well, you to bring more attention to her. Just last night. That's not what Ramona <laughs> normally sounds like. Was it bad for me to say that, Ramona? No, it's okay. It's a little, like a little rash going on. A little, little, you know. That's not what my Ramona <laughs> sounds like. That. Yeah, listen. Ramona Shelburne was at the Clippers-Grizzlies game last night. So, Ramona, we're starting everyone we talk to today. Yeah. With the, with, you know, what was your reaction when Ja had all this attention on him for behavior off the court? What's he doing? He could be the face of the league, blah, blah, blah. And then this unforced error where he's at a club brandishing a gun on his own IG. It's not like someone else caught him and put him on video. He broadcast the fact that he was brandishing a, or, or showing a, a, a firearm in a club, right? Like, what was your reaction when this happened? Yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, in the NBA, you, you've been hearing a lot of stuff about his behavior off the court for this whole this past year or so, right? And, and you know, I, I always felt like, you know, when, when you hear about, about off the court stuff, it's, it's relevant if it starts to affect your play. It's relevant if it, it becomes a legal situation. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a certain boundary, a certain line that, 
when you're covering a player or covering a situation, like you, you respect it until it becomes something that now affects things on the court. And so the, it had started to cross those lines, right? This incident with Pacers was an NBA investigation. Um, the Washington Post story this past week, you could see the, the, the seriousness of those uh, charges, those allegations, right? There were two police reports filed in both those instances. Um, and then I, and then this video comes out, and it's just a few days after that Washington Post story, um, where it talks about the the two previously unreported on incidents that resulted in police reports, um, was you know, pretty violent accusations, right? Um, and you see this like right on the heels of that max, right? So like this is a time when if you're John Moran or anyone close to him that cares about him, you should be very careful in anything you're doing off the court. Um, it was just it, like that was not the time for um, this incident. And it just made you question what's going on in this man's life to where this happened so soon after all the heat had been ratcheting up. And I also thought when I saw, and I'll tell you, this is just a personal reaction. I also thought, who were the people with him in that nightclub? Who, you know, I mean, like when, you know, remember last year, Paul Pierce had a, had a video that was a damaging video, right? It was an Instagram live thing. People do that sometimes late at night or wherever they are. Um, but he was, I think he seemed to be alone. Like there was a lot of people around John that club that night when he was posting that Instagram live video and none of them said stop. Um, and I, I think that was just, you know, overall, um, I, like, you know, I woke up to it Saturday morning and seeing the video and seeing all the news reports and going, oh, this is serious. You know, I mean, I, we're, we're, we're not that far removed from Gilbert Arenas getting an indefinite suspension for bringing a gun to an NBA locker room. Ramona, what do you, what do you think the repercussions will be inevitably? I know it's too yeah, I mean, it seems like this is an ongoing yeah. thing. Well, look, I think the issue is um, the NBA has to investigate. And, and look, you know you see in the video it appears to be a gun, but that's the first thing they have to investigate is it how did he get it like what is those are the questions the nba investigators have to ask um and but you know it's it there's there's the legal ramifications now you know my first thought was they played in denver friday night was the video taken in denver or did they fly to los angeles that night in which case it's a different story in la right there's there's different local gun laws um in both states um my my understanding is they flew, they did not fly to Los Angeles that night. Okay. They did not fly to LA Friday night. They were, they all flew Saturday. I think it was mid morning. It was when the team flight was. Um, but you know, those, as a reporter, those are those, those questions you ask at first, are there legal ramifications to that? Um, and two, in the NBA's collective bargaining agreement, there is a provision that says players are forbidden to bring firearms or any other deadly weapons on team premises or while traveling on NBA business. Um, in other words, you, you, if you're in a facility, like if you're up in like Gilbert Arenas was, if you're there, if you're in a locker room, then you're not allowed to have a firearm or a deadly weapon, or if you're traveling. And so that, this is now sitting with the NBA. Um, I think on the legal matter, uh, that part, I, my sense is it's not going to be as, um, uh, that's the first concern right now, but the NBA side of it, because of the rules in the collective bargaining, um, it's a serious issue. You know, it doesn't, there's no description of what the punishment from the NBA could be if there's wrongs we found, but um, the precedent is what we have when, in, in, with Gilbert Arena back in 2010. 
Ramona Shelburne, ESPN.com senior writer. Ramona was at the Clippers Grizzlies game last night. Momo, when when I look mm-hmm. at this situation, you've covered the NBA and sports for a very long time since graduating from that university up north. Um, yeah. Why wouldn't Ja? And I and and it puzzles me as yeah. I sit here and I keep listening to the story over and over. Why wouldn't he have as a superstar? Many people think he's one of the top five faces of the NBA. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have private security with him everywhere he goes, like the likes of the Kobe Bryant to LeBron James, the Michael Jordans, and many others, the Shaquille O'Neal's, or guys that we've seen in this league for a very long yeah. time? You know, it's, it's a, those are all the right questions, right? And it's, and it's um, something that, you know, and I'll say this, Key, like, it, this was not, you know, there, there's been a lot of people who have spoken to John Moran, been a lot of people uh, in Memphis or with the Grizzlies organization around the league as this pattern of behavior has um, escalated or at least become more public. In the, in the past, I think so in the past couple of months that it's become a little more public, right? The incident with the Pacers was uh, January 29th. The Washington Post started this past week. And then obviously what the, the video posted in the wee hours of the morning, Saturday morning, it was, I think it was 5.19 a.m. Eastern on Saturday morning, that's not that's not an hour that I would recommend posting on social media live from anywhere, right? <laughs> so, um, like when you say the private security question, like all of those things, you're you're an athlete who has had the spotlight shined on you, and you understand the bad things that can happen to you or come at you in that role, right? When you're that visible and you're that famous, um, those conversations have been have been had with you from what I understand with people in Memphis, people in the Grizzlies organization around the league, like that's not something you people had not posed. And, and yet we still had that incident. And so I think the sentiment um, I got last night being at that game was um, this was, this was a, a, a pattern that was probably going to come to a head at some point. Right. Um, there was either going to be an incident or, 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 and, and it was just a question of what, and this is it. And I think a lot of people felt like at least what I heard from um, those in and around the Grizzlies last night was they want to support him. You know, the players really had his back. The players were like, that's our brother. We're going to be there for him. Um, you know, uh, wrap our arms around him when he gets back, when that time comes. But there was also an accountability. Like Coach Taylor Jenkins was like, you know, we have to have an accountability as an organization, as a league. And it is, you know, that's, there's a respect for the fact that he apologized right away and owned it all. And I think that was a good start. And he's away from the team and he was not in LA from what I have been told. Um, he's not there right now at all. And they play the Lakers on Tuesday, but that's, you know, that's they, no, nobody knows when he's coming back. Nobody knows how long this process is going to take. And I think that's the, the big question going forward for a team that's, one game up as the second seed in the West. It's one of the bright young stars in the league, one of the bright young teams in the league. And, uh, you know, the immediate future, the long-term future, very, very uncertain right now. Thank you, Ramona, as always. Now go rest Momo. that voice. That's right. All right, Ramona. Key and, Key and Ramona and I, all those people who worked at 710 ESPN in L.A. have yeah. memories of that place. Thank you very much, Ramona, as always. So, yeah, you're going hey, to places so, yeah. sorry about my party voice there. <laughs> so uh listen you get to react to jot 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I average $17 million a year as a receiver. Did I ever see $17 million a year as a receiver? No. No. So I don't care about that. What's the real money? You average $17 million a year? Never seen a penny. You ain't taking me to dinner or lunch once. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Rice. All right, so people want to weigh in on, on John Moran, but he's done a lot of job this morning. All right, let's take, let's take Dwayne from Memphis. Dwayne, you're on KJM. Get it live. Hello, how you guys doing? What's up, What's up Love man? the show. Uh, just basically wanted to call and say, you know, I'm a, of course, I live in Memphis. I'm a big fan of John Morant. The only, my only advice to John Morant, like I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder, so, you know, I've, I've met John. I've, I've talked with his father. The only thing I would tell John is, look, you've worked your entire life to get to this point. You, you have a signature shoe deal. You're the face of the Grizzlies. You're one of the faces of the league. Don't allow your actions to, to undo all of your work. Don't give them money back. You got money coming in, hopefully for the rest of, you know, for a very long time. Don't give the money back. I understand sometimes, you know, people around you try to tell you that, ah, you're soft or you need to be this image, right? Look. People admire you for your skill, and I personally, like I said, I was glad when you came to the league. I, you know, and I would just say this for Ja: Look, take some time to reflect on the things that you've done in the past. Hell, I've been there. I've done a lot of crazy things, but just take this time and say, you know what? That's in the past. Moving forward, I'm going to be the best John Morant I can be, and you're going to be good. That's all I have to say. I love Memphis. I love the Grizzlies. There it is. All right, guys. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of jaw today. Really? Jot we've done out. a lot of jaw. Are you jawed out? A little bit jawed out? Jot out. Little jawed out, yeah. Oh, that's going to be a new, what do they call it, meme? Ain't that what y'all call it? Memes or something like yeah, that? Social GIF, media people? GIF. What is it? A, 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 B- busy, the other buzzy. Bust the one that a got, got hot Max, for a second. Uh, did you say GIF? Like GIF? GIF. GIF. I don't GIF. know. And what is it? there's one that, that got hot for a second that, Jay, you were invested in, then you got out right before it all NFT? went away. Why do you, why, NFT, that's Why right. is it anything technology? You just go all the way back to NFT. NFT? All the way back? Is that already an old thing? Yeah. Well, you know, it, what is an old right? thing is the Jaws situation for the last four hours and 44 minutes. <laughs> you know what blockchain is, Max? 
Of course I know what blockchain is. That's what uh, all the new currency is, cryptocurrency is based on. Ah, yeah. okay. See, blockchain makes sense to me because there's you could actually argue I, I was there is value in no, it as a currency. I, it wasn't, NFTs it were always nonsense. So let me ask you this, though. So yes. with your crypto oh, and God, your NFT. stop. What? I thought we were talking about pancakes and I. I was going to say with your Bitcoin and all the other stuff. NFTs. With your Bitcoin and all the other stuff that you do, can you buy pancakes with that from like IHOP or something? Oh, don't start doing that right now, Key. If there was an IHOP on my way home, I would stop there every day. Come on, IHOP fire though. You just don't like the way it looks, so it looks don't look right to you aesthetically on the brick and mortar. So you don't really want to go in it. No, no, no! I'll go in it. Right. I'll what? go in it every day. Yeah, I order a short stack. It's not even a question. Oh, they, they pancakes, bacon oh. on the side, and the sausage, and the whole Best thing. Pancakes I've ever had. Or you short stack for little guys? Somebody got in my ear and said, <laughs> "What?" Somebody got in my ear and said, "You answer that." No, somebody go got in my ear and said, "Short stack for little guys." Oh no, they were talking to you. Good. What's no, up? That's for you, Max. That question was. So what, for what's you. your go-to on the on the pancake? Plain, strawberry. I, Banana. I'm more of a just a regular. I'm more of a regular oh, short stack. I, I might, I might flirt with like a banana pancake, strawberry See, that's pancakes too, every once I in a while. I think that might be too sweet. The bananas might be. too I can't sweet. do like chocolate the, chip pancakes. Nah, that's what I'll kids, get you. Man, I'll do you one better than an IHOP. Okay, just New York Greek diner oh, where God, where you get the French I, toast and no, you still I'm taste not, the bacon from I'm the not, grill on the French toast. I'm an IHOP. Oh no, yeah, IHOP, IHOP yeah. for the. I have for the breakfast is a get down. You get the strawberries, yeah, of course. You know, the, the fresh strawberries. Yeah. You can get the, the side of bacon. Um, blueberry pancakes is probably my. You a blueberry guy? Yeah, I'm a blueberry guy because the, the really bananas are always job. too sweet this. for some reason. Huh. And then strawberries. Strawberries fine, but the blueberries when they're in the in the cake, not just on top. Fire. Now what oh. do you what do you do about the beverage with the pancakes? Are I you, usually are drink you OJ I, orange. Juice? No, I'm a water. Your water. water? Because everything is so it's sweet citrus, already. Sorry, see, yeah, I'm a, a, yeah, I don't a need coffee. all the orange juice, and apple coffee, juice. Coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm in my safe haven. Right well, hold on. There. Are we talking about you could eat whatever you want, or you're trying to? You no, know, no, no just what, what you're, what you're. If you, yeah, I try to be disciplined. If I'm not disciplined, it's coffee with cream and sugar oh, and all that. I can't God, do it anymore. Sounds, I just can't. No, do but it. the pancake, pancakes is fire, man. Oh, I got a pancake. Give me a short stack alone. I don't need anything else. French toast is fire too. Butter on there. See the problem with the French toast. I eat pancakes by themselves. Alan Gates, yes. No way. I don't need bacon. I don't need scrambled eggs. Well, well, well. well, Hold on, hold on. I I would like bacon. I would like bacon, but I'm saying I can eat a short stack and I'll be fine. Well, if I have an option of bacon and everything, and I'm just sitting on the short stack, I'm not. I'm not the happiest guy in the world. But I, could, of course, I would. I'm not passing See, it you up. You don't value the short stack, then. I do. I'm just. I'm not passing it up. But I want it. I want the it. The short eggs, stack is how many? Jay, three or everything. four. <laughs> I'm selfish. I'm gonna go four. Is it four? I, I was. Oh, oh, the short stack is gonna be a three. But I like. I like adding five, eleven and a half. Oh, sorry. That might be too many, though. No. Four pancakes. How, how about this? How do you cut it up? How do you do it? You go, you go down no, the middle I don't on cut, the side. I don't cut mine. I use my fork and just do it that what? way. Before. What? Yeah, I don't. Now, I how do you get the distribution with the syrup? No, you know the light on the syrup. In other words, you use the fork as a knife, right? I can't. Yeah, I use the fork as a knife. Yeah, you use the fork as a knife, and then you get your second. You don't up. Depends how high the stack is. I'm light on the syrup, Jay. I'm not five years old anymore. I'm five. I cut mine in half and pour half a bottle. I like four components. You a half a bottle of syrup? Yeah, right in the middle. And then I cut that to the side in half. That's too, so they're, have, they're too big. Like the pieces are too big. Nah. No, they're not. You want to get them down. You cut them down. You just don't. 
peel them off with the and fork. And you're going to use a half a bottle of syrup. You don't peel it, Jay. You uh, cut it. You, you put the fork, you indent, you, you press it down into it so yeah. it comes off like a knife. You cut, yeah. You so use you don't cut your pancakes cut either? Uh, well, oh. it, again, it depends. If you have one or two big flat pancakes, you do it the way Key's describing. If you have a short stack it. and, it's, and it's four or five pancakes thick, then you might need I a knife. I still even do it with two pancakes. No, no. For what? Because I want to make it feel like you're it's You're wasting more. time, man. i got to get to the food. Time. Oh, my. And I'm a ham steak guy opposed to a oh. bacon. Because the, oh, the, so the bacon at, the bacon at like, um, I almost called it In-N-Out, IHOP, uh-huh. is like A little paper. undercooked sometimes. Oh, it's paper They need to crisp thin. it up. It's just, they need to yeah, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. No, I'll need the oh, ham steak. steak is, nice oh. off. Oh, <laughs> you shouldn't up. be eating pork, though, Max. Oh, I don't care you about that. Eat no, no, I'm not man. religious. You keep talking about trying to lose the middle yeah. part. What, but that's why I don't go. That's why you're killing me right now. I'm not I'm killing you. I'm going to go ahead and have some of that, like, Ezekiel, you know, like, non-wheat toast right now and egg whites, <laughs> and you're killing me with it. Egg whites, fire. Are, avocado, egg whites, oh, my Stop God. Stop putting avocado Max, on Max, everything. Max, you got to get Kodiak pancakes. Put avocado on the pancakes. No, no avocado, on avocado, on no, no, avocado on the side. A pancake. Yeah, on the side. Yeah, yeah. 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 roll that little lemon, little salt. Yeah. Yeah. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Greeny coming up. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.